This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Aimpoint Research, a global research firm with deep roots in agriculture, helping clients maintain their competitive advantage in dynamic industries. Learn more at aimpointresearch.com. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Trump administration is stepping up its effort to sell its trade policies on Capitol Hill. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer spoke with House Democrats this morning. House Ag Committee member and Ohio Democrat Marsha Fudge tells AgriPulse he stood by the agreement. He thinks the deal is great um, and he hopes we'll pass it, but some of our members have some concerns. Inside the meeting, House Ways and Means Chair Richard Neal says there were vigorous discussions in the room and labor, environment, and pharmaceutical issues ruled the day. But multiple members told AgriPulse they aren't sure if there's enough opposition in the caucus to stop the deal. For more on the meeting, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. The Senate Ag Committee held a confirmation hearing today for Commodity Futures Trading Commission nominee Heath Tarbert. The nomination is one of a handful pending before the committee's jurisdiction. Since the Senate did not confirm three USDA nominations before adjourning for 2018, those nominations must be reconsidered as well. Robert says he and committee ranking member Debbie Stabenow are going to try to get that process moving as quickly as they can. Mindy Brashears is nominated to be USDA's Food Safety Undersecretary. Scott Hutchins is up for Undersecretary of Research, Education, and Economics. And Naomi Earp is nominated to be the Assistant Secretary for Civil Rights. All three USDA nominees are currently working at the department in roles that don't require Senate confirmation. It's often said society is a generation or two removed from the farm, and that issue can be felt in the hiring practices at the Natural Resources Conservation Service. NRCS Chief Matt Lohr sat down with AgriPulse Wednesday morning for an update on Farm Bill implementation and life at NRCS. He said as current NRCS employees reach retirement age, the newer workers lack an ag upbringing. Many, many of our employees retire after 30 to 40 years of service, but with that retirement comes a lot of experience. So as we hire new employees, many times today they don't have that on-farm experience experience that they did 30 years ago. And so we're really trying to look at some ways that we can, especially our new employees and even those employees that are transferring from one part of the state or country to another, where they don't have a real connection to the production agriculture in that area, how can we best mentor them and train them, not in the policy stuff, but in the real hands-on, boots-on-the-ground practices. Lore says a USDA business center charged with hiring new employees is also working on getting a full component of staffers for itself, which will lead to the full staff of NRCS employees needed for Farm Bill implementation. Ohio residents are still working to understand the so-called Lake Erie Bill of Rights. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. An Ohio ag law professor says flaws exist on both sides of the Lake Erie Rights of Nature law. The Lake Erie Bill of Rights passed in February. The law gives Toledo residents the right to sue polluters on behalf of the lake because it's their major source of drinking water. Peggy Hall is an agricultural law professor at The Ohio State University. She says the language is too vague. How could you prove that what this farmer is doing over here mm-hmm. is actually harming the lake? And then in Rebor, they state there would be damages for repairing the ecosystem. How would you even try to quantify that. Environmental groups blame agricultural nitrate runoff from animal feeding operations as the cause of pollution. A farmer is now challenging constitutionality of the law in federal court. Hall says the farmer might be getting ahead of himself. In the complaint, they're arguing that it will harm the farm, but no actual harm has yet occurred. And to invoke the power of the federal court, You need more than just potential future injury. Hall adds the court would need to see some actual evidence of damage from the law. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. 
In case you missed it, there's more on that subject as well as a deep dive on credit trading and where things stand for the USMCA in today's AgriPulse newsletter. The articles in it can be viewed on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Propelled by a perfect storm of market dynamics, consolidation, and innovation, the farmers of the future will quite simply defy conventional wisdom and business models. A new landmark study from Aimpoint Research reveals the psychology of the farmers who will lead the industry in 2040 and the factors impacting their success. Aimpoint Research is a global research firm with deep roots in agriculture, helping clients maintain their competitive advantage in dynamic industries. Contact us at aimpointresearch.com for more information. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.